This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 12, Left Hoof In. All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. And I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to today, Carl? The air is cooling a bit. The leaves are turning here in Colorado. We, too, are turning our attention to how to introduce people to this game. Launch parties will start in just under two weeks. So what to do until then? We'll talk about the Garden of Lies, as well as Tobin's clan search. We finish with some listener questions we didn't get to in time. Welcome. So the launch is on. The game mm-hmm. has gone to shipping. We're sitting here uh, anxiously awaiting uh, the excitement, really. It's it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Yeah, it's dark yeah. and we're wearing... Exactly. Uh, we've, been told, we've been told that our local game store is getting all the copies that they ordered and the, all the launch kits that they ordered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not getting allocated... It, so if our store is getting all of their stuff, maybe more like most stores are getting all their stuff. Oh yeah, that allocated. would be it. Would be that would be awesome. You know, I, I was all about a September seventh, right? We we've <laughs> we've historically been about that, but they they've taken an extra month. They've taken an extra twenty eight days, and here we sit. It looks like everything's gangbusters. Now it might sell out in the first few days, and it might not come back. What do you mean you know, few days? Few days. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> it might sell out quick. Hopefully, stores will get a restock of it. Well, on the retail end here, we recently had the um, Empire at War booster release for Destiny, and it was a similar situation there, where normally getting products at first would be, you get what you're given, and we see from there, and it'll be a while before more comes in. We got everything, and we got more the week after, so that looks pretty positive. We'll see. All right, just speaks to, yeah, speaks to uh, the improvements. Mm-hmm. But while the game is coming out, one of the things that happened today was... FFG Organized Play announced a third day for Worlds. Yeah. Woohoo! Everybody, it's my understanding from reading the FFG's post that they looked at demand. They figured they could satisfy demand of L5R and all the other games. And they opened up and basically said, if you didn't get into 1A or 1B and you still want in, we created a 1Z, they're calling it. for it's, So it's, that's Wednesday. Yeah. There it is. So if you got in that, if you put in your name in that initial wave and you had the, even if you didn't get into 1A or 1B, you got put into 1Z. Of course, there were some people, Doug being one of them, that got the lo- lottery ticket but won't be able to go to Worlds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, we should somebody ha- got your spot. And so whoever got my spot, Jason, <laughs> I right? hope you I hope you have a good time and do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should, we should clarify this just so we're not misinforming that if you had applied to to if you expressed your interest, applied to FFG saying I wanted to take part before that point, yes. they're saying we have a space for you. Exactly. After That's that point, a, we have no right. idea. So. And then uh, in the coming days, and I'm not sure of the date, but in the coming days, you'll need to buy that ticket mm-hmm. soon. And if you don't, then it'll be opened up. And that'll happen for all their games. So mm-hmm. they'll have tickets available for all wow, their games. Wow, they must have really sorted out some serious more space then. That's yeah, impressive. yeah. Well, they moved Wednesday. They did say that on Wednesday they moved their open play L5R from the event center to the Radisson, which is the Radisson, if you haven't been to the event center or that area before, the Radisson is about a 100-yard walk across the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And it's a reasonable call. They yeah. Get the, keep, keep the competitive stuff in one place and let the... The fun, the, f- the fun guys can party in the hotel. Yeah, you know? it's a good idea, and you know, opening it up so that to meet demand is a great thing. Yeah. So all those folks that were saddened 
to learn that they hadn't won the lottery a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Hope there you are. Tickets. You're in. You're in now. Yep. Right Holy now. Crap. Now. Now you just got to get the time off work. You got to get the money together to get there. And and now, if I might, you can stay at the Key Inn, which is where I'm staying. <laughs> the Key Inn is what one would call inexpensive. Inexpensive. <laughs> As long as all you're doing is like the three basic things you need to restart your day, I won't say the words here, but you know the three S's. Is, yeah, the this three is, S's. This is this is what we can compare to sleep, rocket. shave, mm, and, and yes. there's the third ablutions. Ablutions, and yeah. you you go with those three. That's all you need to do. The key in is where it's at. It's across the street from the Radisson. Now the Radisson has things like showers you can turn around in without hitting both the both or all three walls. A commode area that actually allows you to is, do something is, other than sit. Is commodious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So there's there's advantages to the Radisson, I will say that. The Radisson has a hot tub and a pool. So Done. That's, that's there you good. Go. Who's so going to use it, though? There. So how, how much are they giving you per <laughs> Yeah. How much are they paying you per minute, by the way? Uh, zero. <laughs> zero. I've stayed at the Key Inn because it's just that inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> I've stayed at the key in all the three years I've been going to world, so I haven't doubted it for a second. I was just going to throw in the fact: as long as you have a friend who stays at the Radisson, yeah, <laughs> that's how, that's how it works out. There right? you go. Having having stayed in the same hotel room as um, a Tobin and Doug and seen his opinion on this, the key in probably pretty still quite good actually because where we stayed was nice. I, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. been in far worse. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Key in is not that nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my. If you think that's really okay, then it's probably a lot better than, you, than you're saying. I, I, I stayed in an amazing place in London in my during my process to get to this country. Never again. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're talking about FFG Event Center, Roseville, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Let's turn our attention just a bit. Oh, what? so quick one. What is our estimate on players at this event then? Because you got me. I don't mm-hmm. think FFG has said. Yeah. They have not said. There's, I've, I've scoured Twitter. I haven't seen anything on Twitter. My guess would be five bills, 500. Wow, this is crazy. This is the thing now. I mean, I mean, we're talking about three days, all um, full. Well, if they're used, depending on which room they use in the event center, you know, how many people can they seat for a day? Yeah, we've, yeah. we've, 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 we could be talking as much as 1,200 people across the three days. If they're, Not four, if they're doing 400 a day, you you but you have other games going on, still right? Them. So the yeah. big so the big room in that event center, if it's holding only card players, I think it can hold a little bit more than 300. If it's holding only card players, but that's still not you know over 900 people possibly across three days, right? But Game of Thrones is in there as well, right? So my guess is it's my guess is five to 600. Yeah, if they're talking like two two one, basically you're about 500 okay. range. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's that's just. A, a so, a so basically, thumbnail, the, the, key, the, 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 the key, the it looks right now like the Kikumatsuri was the start of something that's going to keep going. These numbers yes. are nuts. Yes. Yeah. 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 And the launch nuts. parties, we're having a launch party at Total Escape. That's that wet. That's Thursday night. Uh, a kind of a minor one that for anybody who's really, really excited. But that we're only one, doing yeah, 12, I've been told that was going to be capped one. at twelve, yep. and then yep. we're doing one on Saturday. That's going to be twenty-four. Yep. Plus okay. any remaining from the Thursday night. 
Yep. Uh, that's over the time of world, you're saying? No, no, no. Oh, this is this is our launch party. party. Launch party so I, I'm yeah. kind of backtracking to the oh, launch party enough. and the demand. And <laughs> yeah. he and segued on us. He I did. Indeed. I did. <laughs> I'm not supposed to segue so much as fell off the edge. And <laughs> where, where were we again? <laughs> he segued. <laughs> we fell off. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had we had the the haunted game cafe one will be Sunday. It's like a 1 p.m. through 5 kind of deal. Yep. And we're mainly having a turn up and play kind of thing. Yep. Like 24 people expected, but it's 24 people for um, actual swag. Just come on down and play. We're all going to be playing anyway. Yeah. It's open play. Uh, it's an open house. It should be, you know, you can run it more formally if you want, but the plan at least uh, that Doug and I are going to go with at Total Escape is completely open play. Yeah, yep. we're, we're going door prize. The uh, the big clan champion ones we have will be a, as long as you play a few games and yep. they're here, through the, here at the close. Yeah, we're thinking of like yeah. do, raffling them off. That's not a bad call. Yeah, totally. No, if you you know you put your name in a pot, in a pot and we'll, you know, raffle them off throughout the day. Same deal in the end, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. Nice. So how do we turn people onto this game? Well, you have those launch parties. You have those mm-hmm. very welcoming launch parties. Based on you know the turnout from Gen Con, though, th- there's not much that you need to do to sell this game. There's enough people out there that, that are interested in it, that wanted to play it, that have bought it at Gen Con, have been playing it with their friends. So there's already some momentum building up there. Word of mm-hmm. mouth. Yeah, yeah, word of mouth is, is going to be the, the, the main way that it gets sold. There is a lot. I would say there's still, from what I'm seeing, there's definitely still a hint of regionalization tabletop games are still tabletop games as it were that there are places where you will find it harder to find both people and places to go oh, true. so I would say at least one of the things we um, people should be doing is getting more noise on the various social channels I think both the Reddit and the FFG forums have lists of um, launch parties yeah. if you don't know where to go get onto those if you want people to come to your thing go to that as well get your name on there right. you know, we've done the same But and, and get your store owners to put up signs yeah, yeah. Get. I mean, you're quite you right. Know. Word of mouth is the main deal here, but the more ways and we can get word of mouth rolling. If you know. your friendly local game store has a Facebook account or a Twitter account where they're they're posting events, you know, talk to them, get them posted there. Uh, our store, Total Escape Games, they have a Facebook account. Then they'll probably be posting uh, about the events on yep. the Facebook yep. page. They have it on their calendar. They have events calendar. Although that's on their website. Mm-hmm. So getting out out to Facebook and other social media is a very effective way to. Delivering the message. Definitely. So, turning our attention to the fiction. Yes. We're jumping around a bit, but <laughs> that's, that's kind of what it's we... The, the scrappy bits of news to deal with. Yeah, yeah, scrappy bits of news. So, Garden of Lies, part one and part two. So, part one came out, kind of left us as... How did you put it? A cliff? Cliff- cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Side note, by the way. I never mentioned it on the show, but I called it. My <laughs> guess was that, um, that Hero was going to do a kind of... I, I made a joke to one of the, one of the uh, regulars here how um, Yogo Hero in that story was going to um, have done something to make it look like he saved the dragon in some way and get him into confidence, and he did exactly yep. that. So, oh, clearly wow. scorpion to the bone. <laughs> so Very nice. <laughs> All right. Well, well, bye. So, spoiler alert. There's a little bit of spoilers here. It is a very quick story. I will say that part one is was five pages. Part two is even shorter. Yeah, it runs um, about the same length overall. It's one of the it's one of the shorter stories they did. It's mm-hmm. one of the original length stories broken in two. Roughly. Right. Right. So. Right. It was very scorpion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I got a very <laughs> again a very good idea of what scorpion is. Oh yeah. And and how they think. And it's good to see the art of the card yogo hiru evoked so much in the in the storyline which is uh pretty neat and then of course the assassin miyako miyako mm-hmm. yeah she was mm-hmm. also i like uh, the fun part there was you saw the two main parts of this shoshiro miyako is a shinobi and a, and a bushi 
and yep. you have then you have Yogu Hero, the consummate political maneuverer, both coming, both um, basically what basically one passing the the baton to the other. Right. You go. Do, you, I've done right. my job. You go do yours. You know? Right. Exactly. The thing that I thought of uh, recently, as I was sitting here uh, thinking about the story in my head, which I, I enjoyed reading again, love the fiction. So they talked a lot in the story. Spoiler alert about the perfect land cult. Yes. It strikes me that this is possibly a lead-up to Worlds because Winter Court is going to be the Dragon Clan, right? Well, it's going to be it's Winter Court of the Dragon because it's Dragon got the, the got the votes right. at Gen Con. So mm-hmm. I don't know. They haven't said anything beyond that Dragon would be the decoration. Right. They, they haven't. And we still don't know what the Winter but Court. But there's going to be there's going to be storyline stuff on going Sunday. on. Yeah. At at Winter Court. Mm-hmm. I think this is a lead up to Winter Court. I think this is showing us where they're going to be going for the for whatever storyline stuff they're going to be doing at Winter Court. It is right. rather it is rather coincidental, like you say, that the next story that comes up involves something linking to a problem that is specifically the dragons right now. Right. Yeah, you make a good and, point. And for those of you who haven't read the dragon fiction, the Perfect Land sect was introduced in that piece. Mm-hmm. And they If you haven't read the fiction, go read yeah. the fiction. And, and, it's good. And so what what was it? It was just kind of a they're a, they're a heretical heretical in terms of the um the aristocracy the samurai of um, Rokugan mm-hmm. in the terms that they believe that you can achieve a certain type of enlightenment without having to go through the cycle of karma. So ah yes the, yes, yes, the, yes, yes there's yes. the okay. there's gotcha. the Tao of Shinsei, which talks about you know karmic duty and things like that, and this and the the perfect land segment or sect is a it's a it's a heresy of that. So they, they've they've reinterpreted the Tao. Mm-hmm. To you know, mean to mean something completely different. Yeah, okay. essentially, you don't. Being a samurai is no longer a karmic reward, as far as they're concerned. It's not something you have to do to be able to be enlightened um, in the afterlife. You can simply. Oh be right, good, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Which is obviously, gotcha. to the samurai, is yeah. complete anathema. Okay. Without getting too deep on philo- philosophy, that's not even <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Carl's philosophy. Corner. Well, so the fiction really does did a good job, at least for me. Of evoking the feeling of being a Scorpion Clan and being a member of the Scorpion Clan. Oh yeah, and so oh, I think they really covered what life is like in the City of Lies. Oh yeah, <laughs> very well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, as you keep saying, you don't belong here, lady. You're way too nice for us. <laughs> way too. Way I do too like honest. the way that the story ends. Oh yeah. <laughs> Either she doesn't know what's going on, or she lies like the best of the Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah. Either, she's, either, either I need to get you to teach my teach my students, or. Yeah, you're really, really honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. That was oh, a good yeah. line. So having said that, we'll move to something that we've been talking about kind of offline because I need to talk to somebody about these things. <laughs> and while I and played Scorpion at Gen Con, and I, and I do enjoy Scorpion, I tend to think I play Scorpion pretty well. You did, you did just, make it to the second day. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I just I don't feel it. And I also play Crane pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't feel crane. I don't feel scorpiony. I don't feel craney. I tried lion. Oh God, that horror! That was. <laughs> I tried lion because I, you know, my, in conquest, I I played a lot of Imperial Guard, mm-hmm. and I played it more or less for fluff reasons because I read Imperial Guard fiction and I loved it. So then, you know, Jason and Doug and I was talking. We're like, oh, you know, what's going on? What's going on? What should I do? Okay, let's play lion because lion is next man up, mm-hmm. right? Which is very much Imperial Guard. At least we thought. Mm-hmm. I played lo- a couple games of Lion on Wednesday night. <sighs> I've hit the conclusion. If we're going for the conquest analogies, Lion is Space Marines leading Imperial Guard. 
here's the, the, the thing. The big guys right. are big, and the small guys are small. Here's yeah. the thing, though. Yeah. I was playing at, uh, at my own game at a separate table with my back to Tobin, and I heard pretty much word for word every bit of the complaint that he <laughs> of him as he was playing this deck. Yeah. He was not having a good I time wasn't, with yeah. it. I wasn't. Well, that's what I'm kind of getting out of there is that those two things. Lion has Lion plays things in a way that the Imperial Guard style never would do. They're not as swarmy as you think. Right. And, they, and, they're, and they're, they're swarmy thing, their swarmy methods are more magic white weenie than, than conquest style. You know, it's, okay. a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subtle it's a subtle switch. Having played against them, I don't have the problems. I have different problems they would have facing Imperial Guard. Okay. You know what I'm saying? As, okay. as an old conquest. Player. Well, and, you know, and I'm, it's, it's not that I can't play Crane or can't play Scorpion. It's that I'm looking for something else. Yeah, you're trying to find the attachment, as it were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, who knows? I might fall to that. We had a conversation after those games. I played Unicorn, and as you so quaintly <laughs> pointed out earlier tonight, we've determined one thing that it's not Unicorn. unicorn yeah, afraid not. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's not. not Lion. It's, yeah. it's not Unicorn. It's, it's not Lion. There's two down. There's yeah. five left. <laughs> Which, uh, let's go back to what we were saying before when we were talking about, you know, b- b- before Gen Con about, about the fiction that they were releasing then. Which of those stories did you like the most? Which one spoke to you the most? Well, the, the outsider part is what I, I tend to gravitate to, and that's Unicorn. Yeah. But I, I can't play. I can't. Not yeah, right now, I, anyway. I, oh, my I God. Think, yeah. I think Unicorn Maybe is a cycle or two down the road. Yeah, they're Maybe waiting so, for some yeah. more toys to be a little more, have a, have a more in-depth strategy to play. Yeah. Well, okay, you could, be, you could say that about any clan, though, right? True. Now. Well, I mean, I think Scorpion's quite well-fleshed, for example. Okay. Most of their toys are in evidence. Crab's you know? pretty decent, too, but yeah. you know everybody needs a few more toys. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I keep thinking about Scorpion. The, the part for me is that I've seen so many people have a negative play experience when I'm playing Scorpion. You don't want to play the villain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play the bad guys. Carl's sitting here in an Art of Warcast yeah. t-shirt that's the exact red of the Scorpion Yes, cards, exactly so. Right? The one that didn't make it to Gen Con. You know. And uh, it's just, oh my gosh. It's it's a fun clan to play. Don't get me wrong. It's a very mm-hmm. controlly clan. Mm-hmm. I like playing it. I tend to play it well. But I don't... Ah, oh, there's just something in me. I don't want to be... The there, bad guy at the there, table. I want to be the guy that beats you, but yeah. I want to have a smile on your face, and I want you to enjoy the beating as well. <laughs> I mean, that, I am, that sounds to crane to me. <laughs> that, that really right? sounds crane to me. All right, all right. Well, I, I, like I, I want to beat you hard, <laughs> but I want you to be smiling and happy about it while I'm okay, doing it. Right. I'm not getting involved in this conversation currently. <laughs> no, um, uh, no. I mean, yeah, crane puts it best. Crane is the classic um, mouse going. Uh, the, the opponent of the crane is the mouse going. Say what you will, cats have got style. <laughs> you know, that is the crane deal. Yeah. You know what I would suspect near future? If we, when we get enough variety of, of characters to be able to focus on playstyles within factions, I can see you with more of a Bushi Scorpion. Okay. Looking at the play there, because the Bushi Scorpions seem to be adaptable, fun characters. Right. That's their deal, but still plainly military focused with, with stat balance. Okay. So I can see that later on, but that's a good way down the but line. But they're still going to be underhanded and dirty. Yeah, but, he, but he doesn't <laughs> being mind underhanded that is dirty. Yeah. Being yeah. underhanded is dirty isn't bad. Imperial Guard were definitely... Yeah, like yeah. That, yeah. The Imperial Guard have no, no oh, qualms yeah. about total war. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking is if he, can, if he can do that with the type of units you enjoy, I, I can see it coming. Right. Who knows? Right. Maybe neutrals will help out, you know? Let's yeah, see. yeah. So well, so the, uh, the next step, besides besides Scorpion, besides Crane, which what I've about already grabbed Mm-hmm. Oh, God, no. <laughs> See, God, I'm no. having a lot of God, fun no. with my two-card yeah, yeah, crab deck right I, I now. I just said I don't want to impose a negative player experience <laughs> on my opponent, and you're telling me crab? 
<laughs> I am absolutely, you know, I didn't, uh, I, I'm absolutely just loving my crab deck right crab now. Crab is, so is a brick fracking wall. Yeah, but, it is, you hit your, no. yeah, but it is inevitability. You know, you know when you're putting on the, when you're tying, tying the cloth onto your forehead with a steel plate behind it, ready to start headbutting, you know what's coming with crab. Right. It's just, oh. it's going to take a while. Well, you know? And you just have to hope that you have enough cards in your hand. So if Casada hits the table on the other side, you have enough actions to cancel before you can beat him. <laughs> you don't. Well, or you could just beat him once. Just beat him once. That's all you yeah. got to do. Yeah. Right. No. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, my my favorite thing recently, I was playing a pair of games against uh, a unicorn deck. Hita Casada versus Endless Plains. Casada for the win. <laughs> oh God, yes. Point. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Casada does not get lost. Yeah. Casada kno- always knows exactly wow. who he is, where is he is, and what's going on. He doesn't get lost on. in the endless plays. That's good. Gotta love it. Are we, are, we, are we into the area here of, um, of um, when Casada when, when does a push-up, he doesn't lift himself, he presses the world down. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah no, that's go. very, I think that's very What's behind, uh, you know, what's behind uh, Hida Casada's mempo? <laughs> yeah. Another fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie Okay, me. so the next step is Phoenix. Hmm. I uh, like Phoenix as a Splash Clan. I like the Ashikan Initiate. I like the... It has become my go-to you know. for Scorpion just now. I've been having quite a bit of success with it. It's, it's yeah. a different style of deck, but it's very fun. I can see that. I think Phoenix... If you can get into the whole... Your balance stats, focusing on the Shugenja bullshit, basically. You know, the tricks they can pull. Yeah. I yeah. can see it being a play style. Because you quite enjoyed the Eldar-style tricks from Conquest. Yeah, And there yeah, is yeah. some overlap with that in the yeah, Conquest yeah. playstyle. Yeah. In the in the Phoenix playstyle, rather. Yeah, yeah. So, I could see that. And you the ring manipulation and, you know, forcing forcing my opponent to... I mean, Way of the Scorpion... Or, Way of the Scorpion. Way of the Phoenix says, you don't get to declare that one this Wave, turn. Yeah. Way of the Scorpion says you're cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that um, particular case. So, that's, that's the next step. I've, you know, assembled a deck list, and now I have to Put the cards. You just want to play with the same cute seventeen-year-old champion. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm no, kidding, no, no. folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, yeah. now no, no, having no. said that, she is one powerful. Oh yeah, powerful champion. Like oh yeah, water. water yeah. Oh yeah. I'll trigger the water province and unbow my person and always keep imperial favor. That's mm. one of the things that Phoenix can do. Is you may never have imperial favor as as, as long as Sukune is on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. She is the highest variance champion, though. I mean, a, a, a conceivable stat difference of um, plus ten or. I would zero. argue. <laughs> I, I would argue that I would argue that uh, Yokuni is actually the highest variance right. because dependent on he's dependent on what's what else is on the table. Mm, stats are solid down the center, though. You know, with his glory plus. I'm just thinking about the fact that you could be boosting her glory, then becoming dishonored. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Plummeting. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, what is it? It's a um, plus two glory from the stronghold. Yes. Yeah. So, ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you can add that glory to somebody else, right? Oh yeah, of course. To, to someone who is not you, who is dishonored. To some, does it does it specify friendly? Nope, that's the crazy part. No, no. And neither does the way. So that's, you, that's the big thing. The, the way the way card on in Phoenix is remarkably toolboxy. Yeah. The way because the way is um is increased is mess with their glory, isn't it? No, the no. way of Phoenix says that you cannot. Declare a conflict. Oh, my of mistake. A particular Sorry, ring. I'm thinking the stronghold, but the stronghold still. Yeah. Is very very. Right, right, right. Card. The stronghold. If they dishonor, if you dishonor somebody, if somebody's become dishonored on either side of the table, you can add to their glory, therefore yeah. deducting from their total skill. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which, if you can, if you can pull that off against someone else's champion, awesome. <laughs> that's a that's a great play. 
Actually, Casada is actually not a bad one. No, he because he's the, he's. I do not care about glory, and all of a sudden the Phoenix come in. And say, yes, you do. He's like, yes, I do. <laughs> he gets quite upset quite quickly. Yes, <laughs> actually, yes. Now that you're standing in front of me, 17 year old champion, I do care. I feel. I now feel embarrassed. <laughs> Self conscious, shall we say? It's the it's the it's the crab standard, right? It's the um, leather, leather pants and rippling. Yeah. You know. And it, no, it's 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 Casada having to go back to the wall and say, "Yes, I got beat by a little girl." Does does this does this Kempo make me look fat? That's probably what he's thinking in front of a seventeen year old champion. So Phoenix is the next. Phoenix is the next stage of my search for a clan. Uh, more later. You I know what? <laughs> don't don't be surprised if it keeps coming back to Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking Scorpion and Crane, yeah. really. And it, and it's and I'll tell you why. It's the way of. Oh, it's, it's the yeah. way of Scorpion. It's the way of Crane. Yeah, I would it's say that as well. almost yeah. immediate like dishonor, honor somebody, dishonor yeah. somebody, yeah, honor big somebody. Big swings, big swings. Those yeah. are huge, right? Mm-hmm. I would say as well. It may be just become a case of one of those with the right allies. Particularly as more cards become available to to define the ally usage, you know, yeah. Scorpion with Crane ally or a Crane with Scorpion ally, both scary. You, those those would you know sort of maybe hit your sweet spot. Yeah, Scorpion Crane has been uh, historically a, a good pairing, mm-hmm. even though it's not a Katrina pairing. They would never not, not they quite. would never go together. <laughs> Apparently, Scorpion right. Dragon is though. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually true, go, right? Exactly you could so. do a Scorpion Dragon or a dra- well, yeah, I don't you know. Could, could you do? Would you do dra- dragon scorpion? No, no, no. Scorpion's well, in it, charge. Remember, it's, it's, it's a <laughs> scorpion's in charge. Right right. It's a dragon scorpion's dojo definitely. inside the city of lies. Oh, oh true. Yeah. Scorpion dragon. True. Yep. They're gotcha. the ones teaching it. Gotcha. Those, those shinobi with tattooed wanderers. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> shinobi, for those of you who aren't familiar with the term, is basically Rokugan's version of ninja. I think What is the inside joke? Explain to me the inside joke of there are no ninja. Well, we it's it's a mixture them. of an inside joke and actual historical thing. They were banned. They were the idea of ninjas in the in the same way that legally legally in the rules of engagement to the modern world you're not supposed to have snipers. I you're not supposed to have hidden people with a weapon that can fire from a range and are picking off enemies indiscriminately. That was banned by the Geneva Convention. Well, there was an equivalent that said no ninja. No no people working in stealth to assassinate and things like that. Okay. So technically, there, so officially, there are no ninja. No idea what you're talking about. Ah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. All yeah. right, so that, that makes that makes also also there light. there's okay, an good. honor thing that goes with it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're found to be in possession of ninja tools, that's an that's an immediate loss of face. You're, you're losing honor. You're, you're dishonoring okay. yourself and your family. Yeah. Okay. If you're found in possess, even just in possession so, of the tools. And what's the difference between a ninja and a shinobi? Shin- shinobi. Well, do you mind if I get shinobi is technically the school of magic of illusion. Yeah. So a shinobi, a, a shinobi is a practitioner of a particular school of magic. Ah. Uh, okay. Soshi based, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soshi illusionist. Yeah. yeah, scorpion it's, it's, card. Yep, a shugenja with art that I don't really like. So, so yeah, so <laughs> so shinobi is the school of magic. Ninja are sort of a part of that. So, like, a ninja is a shinobi, but a shinobi is not necessarily a ninja. Gotcha. Yep. As far as anyone else is concerned, but everyone, you know, everyone ninjas don't exist. Yeah, of right. course. That's right. why. That's ninjas why ninjas do not yeah. officially exist. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I remember correctly, the adept of the the adept of shadow is a shinobi, and that's very much mm-hmm. the courtier disguised, the hiding in plain sight kind of one. Where we have, on the other hand, we have Shishiro uh, Miyako, who looks more like the classical ninja type. Yeah, in the snowy on the snowy rooftop. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And feature yep. it in the art. Her art is actually in the fiction. Oh, yeah. Good See one. how we all tie it together, folks? <laughs> we d- we it might not look like we're trying to do something like that, we, we, but it happens anyway. It might it might not, it might appear that we're total idiots with no idea what's actually going on, but in, in truth, it's closer than we Well, they can't see us. So they can only hear. So maybe we need to change the title of this podcast to Doug and the Two Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's already one like that. I, was on Game say, of Thrones, th- right? I, I did post on the Reddit thing one 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 person who doesn't know, one who does, and one who's very good at appearing like he does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's going down? Yes, it's. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it up to as a, as a to decide who's who. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's an exercise for the audience. To be fair, depending on subject matter, each of us wear different hats. There, I feel. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. here's the ho- here's the hope. Okay. And at one point, I can actually contribute to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> in well, a form of strategy, modern, modern tactics, whatever it might be. Well, except instead of this, we'll let you know when we get to that point. Status that I am right now. <laughs> Contribute more than your dulcet tones. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, so we had some listener questions. We had a a volume of listener questions last time, and some of them... And we're sorry we couldn't get to all of them. Right, but we we can talk a little bit about... uh, Dugenson from Reddit says, I'd love to hear your guys' speculation on what features each clan is most likely to support for... to get support for and how that might influence the future meta. Well, you've already mentioned... Mm-hmm. The Bushi line, kind of a Bushi focus that's maybe a Bushi focus and more a courtier like focus for mm, Scorpion. More of a more warrior tricks. Maybe, yeah. I think it might be more, I would expect more, actually on the same conversation, of Shinobi things. Of either more Bushi Shinobi or more Shinobi courtiers. More things using those misdirection tricks. I can see that as a, a theme going So on. every clan has courtiers. Every clan has Shigenja. Every clan has Bushi. Mm-hmm. Right. So... As, as sort of sub-themes to whatever the overarching theme of the clan is, you're going to get a little bit of each of those. Uh, like, in the corset, the crab only have, I believe, one Shugenja in the corset. There, there are more, I'm guessing that there are more going to be coming down the pike. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you go back to the, the, the fluff, especially the old, uh, the old story fluff from AEG, the uh, Shugenja of the crab clan... Did a lot of spent a lot of time studying the Shadowlands, capturing Shadowlands creatures, dissecting them, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd expect to see things like that when they start introducing more Crab Shugenja into the mix. Okay. For one example, so how would they introduce that? How what, would it be? What would, what would they do? Shugenja yeah. in that like, if there's a holding in play, or maybe they're tainted. I mean, because th- we've talked about like Shadowlands was a thing in the old game. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, we've seen the um, seen the. God. There's the um, the Goblin Shadowlands card. Right, Goblin Sneak. Yes. So we've seen that. So we know that Shadowlands is part of that. So, yeah, that yeah. that could be something. And I, maybe I, will, I fully thing. expect to see you know Shadowlands tainted crab uh, characters at some point. Okay. The overlap, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Because the crabs spend so much time, you know, going, you know, foraying into the Shadowlands, they're going to have people come back with taint. And that lines up with what you're saying there, the Shigenja trying to experiment and utilize right. it. Yeah. But, but Bushi also. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's the narrative reasoning for it is they've produced these units right. and things like that. So yeah. I think that the main, but also, but overall, I think the main themes that you're seeing in the core set already are going to be strengthened as we move along. So, you know, the, the crab, we've said, you know, they're a tarpit, they're a very heavily defensive clan. They stop you from breaking their their provinces so that they can turn around and break yours. I think you're going to see that carried forward through the the next few cycles, and and definitely sort of a, that theme strengthened. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix theme, where they do a lot of ring manipulation, yeah, plainly. that's gonna that's gonna get more cards associated with it. That's gonna be a big thing. Oh, so, that's gonna be huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. if if it 
for whatever reason, like they're just the corset. It, it, and that, it, there are very few ways in which I can say yes, that's going to happen. It's clear that yeah. there's going to be something, especially their Sugenja, right? So that's how they're yeah. going to manipulate. Yeah. The the balance of the Dragon Clan and the monks of the Dragon Clan, those are big things that I think are going to you know be yeah. carried forward. There's also. an easy theme to go for, isn't it? Like Shinobi, the monk will turn up with their own. But th- what I'm what I'm kind of taking this question to mean is, it's kind of what I was saying about Bushi with your talking about Scorpion before is what thing what types of deck might you be able to focus on later and I can definitely see a monk focused dragon coming up oh yeah and maybe at some point there might be a you know a tainted crab deck that show that maybe there eventually mm. there's enough tainted characters out there that you can build a tainted crab deck yeah totally yeah I can see the Scorpion keeping up on their combination of um, what was the term counter spells cancels and a bit of the um, using your power against you more right. things like dra- blackmail right. turning a, turning a, a negative to our benefits. Yeah. yeah, and so some of the clans that are left: crane, lion, unicorn. I think crane is going to be the one that we've we've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes about getting the Yonawin, getting to twenty five. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's however they're going to do it. The honor win is going to come for Crane. Mm-hmm. It it's, is, it, it, and it it's, might not be in the first pack of the Imperial Cycle. It might not be in the second, but you know. And there was there was a by thread the about end of this, the Imperial. There's a thread about this on Reddit already, where a guy was trying to build a Crane honor deck, and I don't think that deck is going to work right now to yeah. do the honor win. Yeah, yeah, it needs. It's it just needs. too like it's just a little too hard because you want to draw the cards. Eventually, it will. The, oh. the, the deck that he built, that he the, the deck list that he posted on Reddit, is a good start. Right. And he's going to get close. So if you but have, I don't think he can quite pull right. Off. So yeah. cards like Perfect Gift, right, that allow you to get it's it's kind of a cantrip, right? You get mm. a card. So maybe that's the mechanic to replace yep. because you're spending your honor on drawing cards. At some point, Crane has to bid more than one. They mm. really do. I mean, oh, yeah. you can bid one a couple of turns, but every once in a while, you got to bid two or three. Yeah. Or and when you're predicting you, your opponent is going to go high, you also go high. Yeah. And you're you're you, uh, you get it once, maybe twice, and your opponent's going to catch on, and he's going to bid one. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. You can't even rely on bidding high. You can just right. match you and not right. Yeah. yeah. But at that point, you have if if you're bidding low, you have to replace your card draw somehow. Right. You mm-hmm. have to have some card draw mechanics. So you have the Imperial Storehouse, the holding from Corset, mm-hmm. right? Sack to draw yeah. a card. You have some storehouses in your crane deck. But you need there needs to be more characters that draw cards. There's a character who for that that gives all the other honored crane sincerity, right? Mm-hmm. Right. More he things like really, I don't know if he's very good. Yeah. But sincerity is a big deal. Just right? flat out more ways to honor your characters within crane. Yeah. You mentioned the perfect, and that gift. seems really weird, doesn't it? Because <laughs> there's so well, many freaking ways to honor characters within crane already. Yeah. True, but you know, <laughs> course there's characters who honor yeah. other characters. Yes, yeah. I'm honored. Mm. So are you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, my thinking there is is more things like imperfect gift. I think I think the honor decks will have more things that are like I gain two and so do you. So right. it matters more. But, uh, you know, okay. Or like maybe that. ways to move status tokens around. Yeah, we've already got people removing them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of adding one or removing one, like mm-hmm. a like a counter to young rumor monger, which right, m- yeah. yeah, so something along those uh, lines. Oh yeah, the, the same sort of deal. I'm I'm imagining a lot of the honor stuff working where that if you to gain the effect you need to do to b- work towards the honor victory, you're giving your opponent some kind of benefit to balance the game. So my feel there is, what if it's um, both you and opponent pick pick a character to honor? There's a classic one. Right, easy one there. You're doing yep. it for that value, but you've got to time it well so your opponent doesn't give right. the free glory guy plus three. Right. You know? Oh, and that it just occurred to me. 
because you're talking about we're talking about honor. So dueling. Yes, dueling. Yes. So duelist training in crane, dueling in dragon. Bo- you mentioned monk, a monk mm-hmm. train, a monk thread for mm-hmm. dragon, a monk path. Mm-hmm. Dueling could also be that's going to be a big theme within crane, in crane yep. and in dragon. And yep. I don't think you're going to see it all that much in dragon. You're going to see some of it. You've got right. Sugu They're already right duelers, right? Yeah, they've got. Yeah, they, yeah got I guess that's true. Neaton. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've yeah. got you know, you know with Neaton, there's a little bit of it, but I think you're going to see dueling be a much stronger theme within Crane than you are within Dragon, mm-hmm. just because going back to the fluff, the Crane have the best dueling school yeah. in Rokugan. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and other, as a side note to what you were saying about the Crane deck being built, it was interesting to see one of the methods they were going for was maximizing duels, just other ways to to, f- to have your opponent bid higher and gain honor. Right, so maybe there's methods. so maybe there's more characters with dueling yeah. with duelists. Barely, ca- barely yeah. caring yeah. what the effect right. is, just the ability to gain next round. Because that's the only way we get a duel now is we duelist training, mm-hmm. and the characters that already have it printed on. Yep. Yeah, Kakita. Yeah, and yeah, you know, declaring a duel with the with the idea that I'm going to lose this duel, mm-hmm. and well, and show my that's almost a scorpion. Show sort how of way of doing honorable things, I can true. be. But it is. It's it would be a way to it would be a way for a crane deck to, you know. M- Try and maximize the honor yeah. win. It's not not that the crane aren't underhand. They just look good doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the crane are the left hand of the emperor, not yes. the underhand of the emperor. <laughs> they would never do anything dishonorable. Of course Come on. Not. Yeah. They're a crane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it should be a duh. <laughs> onto, the, onto the valley girl version of crane here at the moment. Duh. Like, <laughs> for sure. You know, exactly. <laughs> but now we know my opinions. Mine mine was the um, artsy, artsy Mediterranean. That's crane to me. To Doug, it's clearly valley girl Californian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> so the ones I think we haven't discussed yet are lion and unicorn. I am maybe Jason should be here for unicorn. I blah, blah, more mm. movement tricks from unicorn. Oh, no. definitely. Uh, there's, there's possibly. I think more ways. Maybe to move out. Them. Maybe move yeah. out because they can move in. Mm-hmm. Maybe they move out. The hokey cookie yep. deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> a what deck? So the hokey pokey deck. <laughs> <laughs> somebody now, now that we've said it, out. somebody's <laughs> going to build it. Yeah, out of course there. they are. It, when, so. when, when Five Rings DB gets up and running, one of the first things that's going to be up there: unicorn hokey pokey. <laughs> my my <laughs> my scorpion my scorpion deck that I quickly quickly rebuilt on Five oh Rings DB God. just now is called I Need a Nap because oh. it has Phoenix Phoenix allies. Oh, I I. <laughs> We've broken we Tobin. Yes, I'm successfully I'm, broken. Uh, that's oh god, hokey pokey. I can't even begin. <laughs> oh, that's so. You bad. put the left hoof in. You put the, <laughs> the left, left hoof out. <laughs> there we go. Right, okay. Okay. That's the next time. That's no. it. That's <laughs> what it's all about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we have our next opening, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we may have an episode. So, title, so, yeah, so no what, what did we conclude there? Well, I, I was going to say, um, yeah. First of all, first of all, no. Secondly, um, uh, I, I, my feeling is, I think what Unicorn want are more reasons to use their movement tricks, more ways for them to affect affect things, bonuses when they move in. You know, tr- uh, I'm 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 talking totally off the top of my head here, but that's what it feels to me is they need just some something else to boost what they're already doing. Move in, move out. What about sideways movement? Like um, instead of you know you going moving into a conflict, moving out of a conflict. What about moving the conflict? Oh, location to location. Oh, yeah, yeah. moving into move you move the conflict. Oh to a my god! Instead province. of like an endless plains, you have a province. 
that they introduce a province. No, 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 no. Well, character moves or it an over. Effect, or an effect that does it too. Yeah, a character, an action on a character that could do it. Something like that. There, maybe. There's a good one. You know, yeah. Say, give your give your opponent some kind of buff. On, that would be a, completely in theme. Yeah, like honor a opposing character or dishonor one of yours to move this conflict to a different province. Yep. Hell of a thing. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that could be crazy. Wow. Very, very that, much in their that style. That would be very much in their style. That would be really cool. Like mm. oh. Oh, if this character is defending in a conflict, pay one fate to an unclaimed ring. This is like a little dragon yeah. thing. I'm just, yeah, I'm for example, just riffing yeah. here. And you just, he, he carries everybody, like he draws everybody over to another province. Move the whole thing over. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's there, there, there's lots cool. of things that you could do with movement like that. Yeah. And you could, and and you could pull them over space. to a shameful display. I'm just trying to think like what we what would you pull them over to you like you pull them over from night raid well, I think you might which has already been triggered and you go, and you move them over to shameful display and you honor people and well my, my first thought was on was when you're attacking you're attacking you get a province that's undesirable so at a cost you move oh, it to a different one. Oh okay so you're moving on yeah, the attack that was my thought, instead but on of defense, a, on oh, defense sounds interesting I, too I completely yeah. went with defense <laughs> it, it, it works either way yeah. yeah it's interesting both ways definitely no, I can buy that. Wow! And, and on that front as well, maybe maybe Unicorn will get a covert or two, or interesting effects to that. Um, interesting effects to that effect. Um, something that allows them to try and to control what defenders they're getting, and more so because that seems to be their biggest weakness. Movements isn't helping them when the defenders are just good anyway. Yeah, but would I don't know if covert is necessarily thematic within Unicorn. Not necessarily thematic. But I mean, they're riding horses for good as yeah, freaking but sake. But effects like that. Maybe a simple, but maybe, maybe a version of covert that picks a non-cavalry. Or what a non about a mechanic here. similar to trample in Magic? Your your horses are running yeah. down your opponent. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, one, yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about there. A covert that specifies non-cavalry. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, there's a good one. What if there's a what if there's a this is again just total fishbowling. What if there's a cavalry cycle or theme coming up where most people are getting some kind of cavalry unit or something equivalent? Right. Like non non bushy. Say there's a good one for you. You can work around that nicely, and that lines up with their style anyway. They're yeah. just running 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 past the politicians and the. I don't <laughs> think you'll see much with other clans getting cavalry. Oh yeah, as as a yeah, bushy would be an easy keyword, an, an easier keyword to work yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, lion. Well, lion are already kind of swarmy. Although in some ways, uh, unicorn does it a little bit better. You, know, you can you can make a case either way, but I think you're going to see more of that. I would like to see in lion more uh, stuff with ancestor magic. Also, in unicorn, I'd like to see more Meishoto. Yeah, I was going to say um, the yeah Meishoto and unicorn. You're quite right. That's what I, what I was going to mention. The same Ooh, thing with lion, the yeah. recursion stuff, the bringing back units or playing with the ancestral idea. Yeah, yeah. Although. Talking about the Meshoto thing, there was the there was the storyline decision that Meshoto right. was not outlawed, right? Mm. And they said, I don't remember seeing where, but I know it was Katrina. Maybe it was Katrina at Gen Con saying it on Friday morning. Anyhow, she said somewhere, whether it's online or in person, that that those the effects of that decision wouldn't be seen in the cards until the second cycle. Sometime at least, I think. It was yeah, the, the second yeah, cycle. So yeah. there, there, we may start seeing you know Sepulon characters, neutral characters with Meishoto. Things yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So things like yeah, that. That's what we've speculated and, before. And, but yes. I would like to see more Meishoto in clan. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Okay, maybe, I got gotcha. you. Maybe gotcha. these effects we're talking about become through as a basis of the magic growing, more usage of it. You know, th that's the development of the the Meishoto tricks allowed them to to uh, obfuscate, to confuse. You know, to move people sure. around like yeah, that. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I think that's all of them, right? We've we speculated on crab, on crane, mm -hmm. dragon, dragon, 
Yep. Did we really? Sp- uh, well, we dueling maybe for dragon, but monk, monk mostly. Monk, yeah, is monk. monk, monk tricks. Monkeys walk a sea coming yeah. up. Yeah. Monk tricks. All right. Cool. What they'll be, we'll find out because the monks are so damn varied in the corset anyway. We didn't really talk about any neutral cards, but <laughs> the, but you know that's those are neutral cards, so whatever. We'll see. They'll they will no doubt have their own themes, knowing other games. They'll move yeah. the plot in general. Yeah. I would like to see. I would like to see more. I mean, we've got the well. This is the imperial cycle, yeah, the imperial right? Cycle coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing some interesting neutral cards, hopefully coming up that are Sepuan or Otomo mm-hmm. or Mia. I st- I I'm still really curious because imperial cycle. We it might not be character focused so much as provinces. As we're talking, we're not. It's not a. It's not an imperial character focus. It's here are the provinces when within the imperial. It's realm. the empire. The empire, right? Than imperial. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and well, if you because if each each province that you introduce just adds a whole other dimension to the game, right? Mm-hmm. Each, made, instead of deciding between two, you're deciding between three. Go ahead. Was, uh, on that th- on that theme for provinces, within uh, if you read the the, the fluff. Within Odosan Uchi, there are districts. The right. major, major imperial city. Yeah, the, the Odosan Uchi is the, is the you know is the the capital city. Mm-hmm. There's basically sort of like a district that's sort of dedicated to each clan. Mm-hmm. So you know that's I mean and that's wh- fair game. Wasn't one of those districts? I thought one of the districts was spoiled as part of the imperial cycle. Fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, yeah. you might be right. Yeah. This is this is our this is our top level journalism at work here. I think you're correct. <laughs> I'd, l- I'd love to be sure yeah. if I had a top mind level journalism, <laughs> also with faulty memory. <laughs> Karada District. Ah, okay. Yes, and yes, that's yes. the crab, crab, crab one. Yep. Okay, all right. So yeah, I've got it right in front of me. Do we know what it does? Uh, I have the card. Uh, I have the article in front of me. Limit one per deck. Uh, it's also unique. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Action. Give an opponent one fate. Choose an attachment on a character that player controls. That's Take control of that right. attachment and attach it to an eligible character you control if able. Otherwise, discard it. That's right. Yeah, the multi-use uh, calling in favors trick. Yeah, right. I remember now. And <laughs> and I I remember seeing this and thinking about the limit one per deck and the unique part, mm-hmm. right? And basically, because they it would really complicate things to have two of them flip at the same time. What you do, I think that's why it's limit one per deck. Oh, to avoid any keeper seeker issues of trying right. to multiples. Right. Up. Yeah. Because if you if you flip both of those, or if you have one in play and you flip another one, right. What do you get rid of? Yeah. Right. They could have made it limit one per deck without making it unique, but you might as well make it unique, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a strong little toy, and I wouldn't be su- too surprised to see credibility well, to go strong. fishing for them. You know? It's strong. You don't necessarily want to have that. That's that's a strong ability. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's it's to a big just swing. take a. Take an attachment from somebody. It's it's um it's definitely a limiting attachment space for stuff. So yeah, I believe yeah. Karada District is one of the districts within Orosanuchi. Yeah. Nice. So so you can expect more of those one for each one for each clan most likely. I bl- yeah, that's what that's what I would expect. Yeah, nice. Interesting. One for e- yeah, I guess that's true. I yeah, guess that's true. they all have a presence. So. But isn't the No, I take that back. I I'm trying to remember from our from our episode, our our fiction episodes. Uh-huh. But if there was one clan that was represented but the Imperial City is within the Crane Lands, right. correct? Mm-hmm. But that, but it's within the Crane Lands, but not a, crab a part district. of the yeah. Crane Lands, mm-hmm. right? That's something to be. Right. That's something that needs to be, you know, pointed out. It's within the Crane Lands, but it's not a part of the Crane Lands. Kind of like the Vatican is within Rome, but it's not a part of Italy. Yeah, right. Using right. that example, these districts sound like enclaves, small small countries within a place. Yeah, right. There was one from Sawdust Customs on Reddit, and he talks about 
uh, he or she says, a cool topic for a newcomer like me. I'd like to know what the representation numbers are in the events you've been, where you've been, as well as what they were in old five, L5R. Maybe some old politics as well. Like, for, ex for example, is there one clan that is always and will always remain with low representation? Do people jump ship from other clans often? And this kind of goes to a clan loyalty thing. It's, I think what you'll find in the early stages of this game, that there are people moving around. Mm-hmm. I think you're, but well, you'll also have the, the old guard old, from old the guard, CCG yeah. that are gonna keep, they're gonna carry forward their their clan loyalty. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. I think you're gonna see you know sort of a kind of both ends of the spectrum at first. You're gonna see some people really jumping around like Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you know then you're gonna have a bunch of the old guard who are you know they they were you know a crane player under the CCG. They're gonna probably be a crane player under the LCG. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see those sorts of move together over time where there's going to be clan loyalty, but it's going to be less strict, less, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fervent? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Self-policing? Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. you, what you've got with that as well, as we've discussed in previous, I think it was last episode, we talked about the keeper and seeker roles mm -hmm. impacting clan yep. loyalty, right? Like, if you really wanted to play with some keeper cards, but your clan never seems to have a keeper role, you got to go somewhere else. And maybe yep. you go to a keeper role clan, but splash your other clan. <laughs> splash yeah. your original. Keeping so there's a whole lot of ways to do this. As far as attendance goes at old L5R stuff, we've talked about, you know, the 700-person Gen Con event was the single largest Gen Con event and the single largest L5R event yeah. all at once. Yeah. Worlds is going to be well attended. Who knows how many people are going to be there? Might be five hundred, might be twelve hundred. Who the we we have big, no idea. Big is what we know. Until yeah. we, I, I suspect we won't get something like kind of in writing. It won't be a post. It won't be something like that. It might come out in an interview with the Steve Horvath of the world, or maybe um, one of those powers that be at FFG. If they happen to release an interview between now and Worlds, they might say, "Oh yeah, and this is how many people we have at Worlds." Oh my, because that'll be a. Yeah, that'll be I mean, a real I high. I think point. they'll make some noise about it eventually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. one way or the other. Because waiting until that day to mm. find out, oh, how many people signed up? Oh, what, what, what? The, oh, it, it, it would it, take since away. They from had the to do day, since they did the day one Z thing. Yeah, I think I think there's an announcement coming up at some point of we've got we sold tickets for worlds for L five R. Yeah, yeah. once they've got a steady number, once people have bought yeah. that many, right? Yeah. yeah. Once, they, once the tickets have been sold, we'll probably see an announcement of some sort. And then as far as attendance goes for this game, like low representation on clans, I have no idea. My guess is some of the smaller clans, like Jason used to play Naga, which mm. was a, which is a clan that was put torporized in the old game, right? It yeah, wasn't they, a, they, they, they woke up for a while, then they went back to sleep. Yeah, so you have, you have some of that kind of thing happening from the old game, but that's not going to happen in this one. We know Shadowlands cards are coming, but we know nothing past that. People mm -hmm, are yeah. speculating that Mantis may come back. I tend to think I'm really hesitant Man, yeah. to say never, but yeah. wow. I Mantis may or may not come back. Yeah. Shadowlands may or may not come back as a playable faction. Heck, the the Spider Clan may or may not come back. Mm -hmm. Right. Depend I if it does come back, I hope that the backstory is better than the old one because <laughs> it really <laughs> didn't fit. Uh, very well with the overall, you know, theme of the of the game, but uh, you know, you, there's there's lots of things like that. The Naga could come back as yeah. a playable faction. I mean, I, 
I think I think if I was going to make an, an estimate on it, it it's whether or not it happens at all, it will not be for some time. I think the impression I've got is FFG wants to set this in with the great clans, get that conflict yeah. well entrenched before they, and even maybe even settle that out some before they start to really try and shake things up again. Yeah. So yeah. So as far as the you know, representation goes, I think the numbers are going to skew wildly. Uh, people people love their clans. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I personally think that you know, as long as you're, you know, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna swear loyalty to a clan, mm. and you're gonna play that clan, even if you're playing that clan just as an ally faction, you're still representing that clan. Is to that, degree, that's yeah. part of my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. and so there's gonna be there's there's gonna be Hatamotos available. So top of clan will always get those Hatamoto status, whether it be the top one, two, three, four, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Those will be Hatamotos, and then you'll have so you'll have people of each clan, and it and. It happened. They did it in Conquest a couple of times. They did it in Conquest in the last year, they or two years. They handed out swag for the top of clan, or the top of faction. So mm-hmm. you had people playing even the weakest ones because they wanted to be the best of that faction. Right. Yeah. And you'll have a lot of that happening in L5R. Like the Gen Con tournament had a a whole lot of dragon. Yeah. Right. A the, whole lot of dragon and a whole lot of scorpion. The numbers that I thought were going to be uh, were were different. I thought actually. Phoenix was going to have low representation at Gen Con. It didn't. No, Phoenix was pretty well represented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. strong. Yeah, mm. Unicorn was, and this is all you know. It's not necessarily Gen Con is not a representation of how popular a clan is to play. It's how I think it's, a lot of people said, "I want to play a more powerful clan." So if you were kind of on the fence between two or three, then you went with who you thought was the more powerful in the single core set environment. Right. Mm-hmm. I would so. I would say as well on the subject of the whole clan loyalty versus like roamers wandering Ronin. I think we're going to see more um, wanderers than you did in the old game. I think there's there's a lot of the logistics mean it's easier to change clan, and and we've mentioned re- both reasons right. that are in favour of someone switching clan back and forth. Right. Yeah. As well as that though, for the LCGers, I think you're going to see a lot more clan loyalty than they're used to. People who definitely stick with that. So it's more a matter of what if 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 whoever we're talking to is more of an old L5R player, then you're going to see more movement than you're expecting. If you're more of an LCG player, you're going to see less movement than you're expecting. Okay. Is, is, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. A, yeah. I'd buy that. I'd buy that for a dollar. Thank you. <laughs> this this was Tobin's mandatory '80s reference, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we Doug Doug came up with one earlier. He t- we, we were doing Valley Speak, rad and and you know. Yeah, well, that that was sort of a clueless moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about '80s references, uh, was a, a gentleman uh, sitting in front of me was born in 1980. On this very day, so happy birthday, Carl Anderton! Thank you very much. Happy birthday! Uh, <laughs> uh, we weren't supposed to be recording on my birthday. This is usually <laughs> a confluence of events. As it yes, happens, so. yes. But happy birthday, really, anyway! Isn't it a really good birthday present to be recording on your birthday? Oh yes, oh yes, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So happy birthday, buddy. Um, so we got a couple of announcements here. One one thing we have to apologize for is not only did we have a whole lot of questions that we didn't get to, but Doug, you talked to some people at Gen Con got their opinions on things why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah so one of the things that i really wanted to do was get a a bunch of like quick interviews about what people thought of the inaugural event due to the chaos of the weekend i didn't get very many but i did get a few right and i would you know like to uh play them for the audience because i did promise the people who i recorded that i would you know, we would have them on an episode. Absolutely. So we're going to put those on uh, on the outro here coming out. So you'll be able to hear. What did you ask them? 
Uh, just, you know, name, where are you from? You know, what do you like about the, the weekend? All right. And, cool. uh, yeah, for those of you who did, I did get a chance to talk to you. Thank you for talking to me. For those of you I didn't get a chance to talk to you, which is, you know, the other 40, 50, 60,000 people <laughs> at Gen Con or whatever, <laughs> you know, sorry I didn't get a chance to talk to you. Yeah, and that's one thing that I love about Worlds. It's smaller, right? There's, I'm looking forward there's, to going someday. There's, there's not as much <laughs> chaos. So I will, I, I'm hoping to do a, a similar thing at Worlds, capture mm-hmm. some some opinions from folks. Well, and I so hope on you, got so more, you get more than I got at Gen Con. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Just, they, I will try. It was such a crazy weekend. It really yeah, was. It really working was. Your, working so, your feet off. So. Yeah. And then, so as we've mentioned, there's going to be launch parties here in Colorado. Check if you're not, if you're a member of the Colorado, if you're on Facebook, you can join the Colorado L5R group mm-hmm. and find out exactly when and where all those launch parties are. So we recommend you uh, do that if you're in local to uh, our region. I, uh, as I said, I will be at Worlds. Uh, unfortunately, Carl and Doug won't be able to join me. Uh, Jason will be there, and uh, there'll be a fair number of us from Colorado as well. So that'll be really fun. We are, as we announced last episode, we are going to be hosting a Smokes, Tokes, and Rokugan at Joe Sensors the Thursday night between days 1A and 1B of the L5R tournament. It's an outside venue, right? So we'll be smoking cigars for those who want to smoke cigars. There'll be an outside venue we we're hoping that temperatures are not in the freezing range, <laughs> although it is November in Minnesota, so who knows? And then there's a the way they have it set up. It's a it's a large porch outside a heated room that has kind of a garage door opener door on it, so you can sit inside and be relatively close. And so uh, even if you don't smoke, if you don't want to be in the smoky area, you can be part of that group. Uh, we welcome you to come, whether you're a smoker or not. Now, having said that. Um, I will be providing the first $100 or so worth of stogies. And then after that, what we'll do is I'm looking into plans on how to fund support for more sticks after that. If you have your own sticks, if you want to bring them, bring, come on down. Otherwise, we'll be providing some, but I can't. I don't have the funds to provide sticks to every single person who may or may not come. With your, uh, with your um, the recent taste I've seen in your cigars, does that first 100 mean you'll give the first person to come to you a cigar? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. It's like the first 10 people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you gotta buy, you gotta buy sticks for people who don't smoke very often, right? <laughs> which means lighter sticks, which means tend to be sm- uh, um, less expensive sticks. The ones for people who smoke a lot. Tend to be the higher price ones. I'll I'll take you with on that. <laughs> there are some nice five dollar sticks. There are some nice ten dollar sticks. Fair enough. Fair you enough. <laughs> you don't. You want to stay away from the one dollar sticks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh I'm, yeah. I'm more indicating my ignorance. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we there is something you. I. There is. Well, Doug also knows more about. Moment of glory. Literally moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a flittering moment of glory there, just for just a short, short burst of excitement that I might be the expert at the table for once. <laughs> All right, so there, there's still a plenty of questions we can get to. Uh, we'll be getting them into them over time. We also want to tease that our next episode, and there have been people clamoring for this about our clan reviews, and we didn't cover neutrals in those clan reviews. So with episode 13, with the release of the game, we will be doing a neutral card review, mm-hmm. as it were. So uh, we look forward to having you join us for that. In the meantime, go play if you have the cards. If you don't have the cards, by the time you listen to us next time, you should. Have. hopefully you should have. 
Uh, what's your name? My name is Alan Kennedy. Alan, where are you from? Champaign, Illinois. So, it's it's Sunday at Gen Con. What's your favorite moment of the convention so far? I would have to say the beginning of the Kiku Matsuri. Thank you very much, Alan. So, what's your name? Alfred. Where are you from? I'm from Canada. What is your favorite moment of Gen Con so far? My favorite moment will probably be uh, the Kitsumansuri, the uh, Thursday tournament. Uh, 700 plus people just screaming Bansai. Oh, holy, that was that's, uh, that's something people should have seen in real life. Awesome, thank you. What's your name? David Henry. David, where are you from? I am from uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota. What was your favorite moment of Gen Con? Favorite moment of Gen Con, uh, probably be getting a chance to finally play again in Legend of Five Rings. Been playing since 1995 as a loyal lion, so happy to be here and rejoin the game. Although, brief plug, having just played the Labyrinth of Lunacy for uh, <laughs> Arkham Horror LCG, that was kick-ass and insane. Uh, pick that up if you like it. Thank you very much. Hi, what's your name? My name is Daniel Hoffman. Where are you from, Daniel? San Francisco, California. Awesome. I used to live in San Francisco for a bit. What was your favorite moment of Gen Con? It's a tough choice, but I'm going to go with Patrick Rothfuss's uh, Saturday evening, Thursday evening event. Cool. Actually, I got one more question for you. What did you think of the L5R events? The L5R event was really fun and some of the best 19 hours of my life. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, honor is the deadliest weapon. <laughs> we'll finish, some, finish with some listener questions we didn't get Tobin lady time <laughs> uh, two, two MC <laughs> that's a good one I think you need my to keep phone, that in my, actually my phone my phone <laughs> goes Tobin whenever I try to type two it did <laughs> that's, that's really amazing that's a good one you gotta yeah. my kids understand that you understand what this is I know <laughs> <laughs>